Blaine, what's up, man? Mr. Wernade, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Hey, it's Friday. I don't know. If, hey, yeah, that's that's what's up. Absolutely. If that uh, if that counts for anything, uh, I'm doing all right then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for sure. No, I, I literally I, I can never keep track of the days of the week anymore. And so I'm just like, I, I literally never tell. I literally usually think like weekends or weekdays and then weekdays or weekends. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I know the feeling, man. It's uh, it, especially when it starts getting nice out, you know, and I know you're uh, far away from home at the moment, but I mean, it, it just seems like when you get to this time of year, everything that you thought you didn't need to do uh, can be put off a little bit. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh no, I need, I'm so far behind on my list of things to do. And so, yeah, you just forget what day of the week, what time, what, what year it is, it is even. So I totally, <laughs> I totally understand uh, that, uh, that feeling. Um, I just want to thank you uh, before we get started for coming on um, just to kind of give my audience, Matt, a little context of, um, of who you are. So people that are going to be listening to this, uh, Matt and I, we, we met uh, at NDSU here in Fargo um, through our, our program um, Got to know each other pretty well um, through that, and then obviously remain uh, in touch and and check in on each other now every now and then. Matt's uh, we're gonna get into it a little bit here, but Matt is doing something that is I think incredibly uh, genius and savvy, creative. I don't I mean every adjective under the the moon you could probably use for what you're doing right now. Um, but without I don't want to tip tip any uh, spoilers yet. Um, but again, Matt, thank you for, for joining me in the show. And um, I think people are probably wondering where I've gone. I haven't released an episode here in over a month. I, I think the last one I did was right before March Madness. And I tell you what, uh, it, think, like you know, like we just said, things get busy and uh, there's just not enough hours in the day. So, um, But I'm happy to have you on and, and thanks for being here. Oh yeah, man. No, I appreciate it. It's, it's good to, it's good to talk. I mean, I feel like me and you haven't talked like on, on, you know, like, a I, I mean, besides through social media or like commenting on each other's posts or stories or whatever, I feel like me and you haven't, I mean, let alone seen each other or no, like had a conversation and probably, you know, a couple of years maybe, or, you it, know, I, I want to say they're like a year and a half. I don't know. Like, time kind of flies by. So it's, it's good to, it's good to chat. I'm glad to be on here. I'm glad you asked me. I know that you're, I mean, I, it's no surprise that like, that I mean, your followers got to understand. If you were gone for a month, you know, oh my goodness, you, you're a busy guy. You got <laughs> you got your hands in so many different pots, and plus you're married and have a kid. Like, yeah, I mean, you're you're a busy man. Yeah, and I, you know, it's it's when I when I decided to do this podcast, I had to tell myself, um, you know, obviously when you start anything, you want to be as consistent with it as possible. But you know, a year and a half into this, I've I've kind of been able to establish a little bit more of a of a system to it. And so if I end up going a little bit longer between, between shows, I'm not kicking myself too much. Um, certainly you don't want to go too long, but, uh, you feel like you get a, a better sense of how these things work. And like you said, yeah, life happens. You've got, you know, I've got a little, little guy that just turned six months, uh, a few days ago. So there's a lot, a lot of busyness going on, but, uh, we were able to make this thing work. And, uh, so Matt, you know, as we, as I kind of think back to, our time together in school and, and, uh, what we were doing. So, you know, you and I were both involved in, in sport management. And for those who aren't maybe familiar with that kind of career or industry, 
Um, it's pretty much everything that has to do with sports outside of actually playing the event, you know, whatever event is going on. It's everything behind the scenes. Um, so you and I, we, we took quite a few courses together and I think a couple of event management type uh, courses. And so you and I have both had experience in that. Um, and Matt, for you, and, and kind of just, I want to kind of delve back into maybe when you were younger, um, and I like to do this with all my guests just so they have a, a broader view of who you are. Um, what were some of the things from an athletic uh, sports standpoint that you were interested in um, growing up? Yeah. So, I mean, are, are, when you say that, are you talking about like career wise, like what, what kind would, of stood out to me? Yeah. Like I think when you're, when you're in that like younger grade school, maybe middle school type uh, time in your life, what were, what were some of the things that you were doing, um, you know, as far as involved in sports? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, the bl- the blizzard is going right now. Can you hear that pretty badly? <laughs> Matt's at a Dairy Queen for anybody that is wondering. Uh, so he's you know he's got sponsorships lined up left and right. He just can't you know manage them sometimes. And there's a blizzard uh, machine going off in the background. We'll make it work, Matt. <laughs> okay, cool, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I guess when I was young, like for sports and everything, like. I just really like being in a team atmosphere and I never had, and I mean, I was just as a, as a young kid, like, you know, when you're at recess, you're playing, you know, you're playing like football or you're hitting the tetherball around or you're kicking a soccer ball, you know, you're doing all those types of things. You're racing your buddies. Like you're always involved somehow in like some sort of athletic or like, you know, you're doing those things at recess and things like that. And so um, I feel like, especially with guys, um, you know, you're kind of naturally drawn to that with your friends and stuff just mm-hmm. to play. And so I think for me, like, since I found an attraction to that, I was like, oh, like, it'd be cool to, you know, have a job that involves this. You know, if I, if I can't be the athlete, like, why can't I be on the team in just a different way? Sure, and so yeah. I, that's, that was kind of my mindset behind it. And then, like, the sport that stood out to me the most was, was basketball, which is what I, um, you know, wanted to really get into and things like that. But in the sport management world, as you know, like, you know, you could plan to go into one thing and go into a completely different sport or you can get experience in all kinds of different areas. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing that stood out to me was basically the competitiveness, like the team atmosphere, uh, things like that. And that's what made me want to be part of the team, but just in a different way on a, on, in sports. Matt, do you have siblings? Siblings? Yeah. Do you have siblings? Yeah, yeah. I have, an, I, have, I have an older sister. She's four years older than me. So were you two uh, ultra-competitive growing up when it came to sports? Uh, a little bit. We we um, the, we both ran cross-country, so we were both distance runners. Um, and so I think sometimes there was a little competitiveness there. I mean, she was when she was uh, all through her high school, like I wasn't in high school then, and then right when I got into high school, she was going into college. So we never, like, competed against each other or anything. Sure, yeah. Um, I think... I think we kind of competed each other in like, like future and past tense presence, if that makes sense. So like when, when I was a senior, like I was kind of comparing my time. So when she was a senior and then, you know, and and then, or like her accolades versus my accolades, like when we finished up stuff like that sometimes. Um, But it wasn't like, it wasn't the rivalry of, you know, like having a, having a big brother on the same basketball team or something, you don't know. It wasn't, wasn't something to that nature, but it was uh, it was still competitive to to an extent, but since since it was just running, it wasn't as competitive. What was the favorite? What was your favorite part about? So a lot of you know the guests that I've had on, um, you're the first one that I that I can remember um, that was a cross country um, athlete, 
And and what part about cross country did you gravitate towards uh, the most? What, what what made you want to go out and do that? Yeah, um, you know, I think that a lot of it did stem from my sister a little bit. Like she sure. she tried out, she was doing it when she was like in elementary and then, um, or I think no, I'm sorry, middle school and then high school. And so like she was a good runner, so everybody kind of had that expectation that I would do it as well, like the younger sibling. Right. Yeah. And so they're like, and so I was like, oh, you know, it's like a really good way to exercise and 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 things like that. And so I basically. When I was in my younger days, I just kind of did it. I, like it, when I was a freshman and a sophomore in high school, I um, I was just kind of you know doing it. To, I was I was working hard and everything, but I wasn't I guess in love with it. You could say sure. uh, I was just doing it, staying stay in shape. I thought we had a great coach and things like that. But once I like matured a little bit more between like my sophomore junior year and then my junior and senior year, especially like I just really fell in love with it, and I was setting myself new goals and new achievements that I really wanted to hit. And then I realized that I was like pretty good in high school at it. And so I had the opportunity to get scholarships, break records, things like that. And so that motivated me Um, with the sport itself. I I really like the freedom of it. Uh, Like a lot of people, I've met a lot of people who are like, Oh, I hate running. I could never do it. And then, you know, they, they try it out a little bit and they fall in love with it just because like, it is kind of freeing. It's, it keeps you in great shape. Like, you can kind of run on your own pace, your own time, stuff like that. And so it's, you don't have to have a gym membership, you know, it's just, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice pastime to do. And so I, I think I fell in love with it just for that freedom aspect. And also just because I was pretty good at it. Like that was something I was a little more natural at, I should say, um, than, than other things. And so I, I like to keep pushing myself to see how much more I could, I could get to and accomplish. So, you know, and, and, and now that you mention it, it makes a lot more sense to me because as I um, have kind of followed you on your social media channels and everything, um, it seems like you like to start your day or at least at some point during your day is to get a run in. Um, I'm guessing you like to do yours early morning like like a lot of people who, uh, and I was, and I can tell you, Matt, I was one of those individuals um, that the idea of just running for leisure and just kind of <laughs> doing, didn't jump out to me when I was younger. Um, it wasn't until I got to college and and kind of had uh, lost that, um, you know, like I wasn't doing anything really that competitive anymore. You know, it was all intramurals or kind of like a city, you know, pickup league or something, but nothing ultra competitive. And so I got into running because I wanted to uh, run a marathon. That was my ultimate goal. I said, you know, this will give me that kind of training edge, you know, that I think any athlete that ends up doing something else or moving on from something misses that part. You miss the, the maybe the grind and the day to day, you know, I got to get up and get my miles in and all these things. So um, I can totally relate to you on, on that front. And uh, so, yeah, to, so I'm guessing um, are, are you like running in the morning then getting your, getting your day started with a good run? Yeah, basically uh, I, I start each, each morning for the most part, depending on kind of my schedule, um, since it's all over the place, uh, I try to do it in the mornings. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's, I have to do it late at night if I'm on the road all day, or, um, sometimes if I catch a break in the middle of the day, you know, uh, before I head somewhere else, then I, then I can get one in. But for the most part, I do it in the, in the morning. And honestly, I think I've, as I've got older, a reason I like to do it in the morning is because I think there's a little bit of a science behind it, like psychology to it. Oh, yeah. Like I, I've, I've read some things and seen some things where, 
like in the morning, if you get a sweat on, like, you know, there's, and I'm not a science, I'm not a science guy. I don't know a lot, but like something in your body and your brain or your nerves, something along those, you know, that terminology, uh, like it just kind of wakes you up. It gets you more motivated for the day and, and it releases certain, you know, emotions or, or what, whatever that may be. And so I think that like helps me just uh, prepare myself and set my set my day from there which is which is nice so i've kind of fell in love with that sense to it sure. and uh, just it's become a habit and you know and and i think you're you're exactly right there's a lot of uh studies out there and and not to get too deep into the you know but um there is something to be said about getting up early and, and getting that exercise in getting your mind right it's a time for you to think you know and kind of have your own space before you go out into the world of you know, everything else you have to deal with. So I, I, I started working out in the mornings, uh, a few years ago, just kind of made that switch, um, basically because of my schedule and I've loved it ever since. So, um, I'm not a big guy. I'm not big on working out in the evenings. I, once I get home from work, I'm family time and, and hanging out with, with the wife, uh, you know, is what I would prefer to do than have to go and motor, you know, get this re-energized, uh, uh, sense of like, okay, I got to go work out now. So I like to do that in the morning. Cause then I know when everybody's asleep, you know, I can, I can get what I need done and, and feel like I didn't necessarily have to cut into something else. So definitely can relate there. You know, Matt, just kind of moving forward here. Um, you said basketball was, was your favorite, uh, thing to maybe be involved in and, and something that you kind of kept doing, um, uh, and outside of running, um, who's your, who's your favorite basketball player role model? Yeah. Um, Past no, or I, present doesn't have to necessarily be someone that's playing today, but just anyone that you, that you, that comes to mind. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really like, uh, the two that I, I really like is, uh, for past, I really liked Tracy McGrady. Mm. Um, I thought he was just a super hard worker and, it, and, you know, it was also kind of like he, he left the league early. And things like that, right. and so people were like, "Oh man, like what if he would if he stayed longer and things like that?" But um, I, I really like Tracy McGrady, and then for the ones that are currently playing, um, I really like Russell Westbrook and Derrick Rose. Uh, I think those guys are awesome, and I think those guys have like a lot of heart. Um, they're both like really good athletes. I mean, obviously we know Derrick Rose; it's unfortunate that he's just super injury prone. Um, but uh, you know, I just I just like how they compete and play with like a lot of heart and things like that. Like they're just hustling all the time which uh which i really like because when i was in high school playing basketball like i was known as that kid like i was known as like the hustler i didn't necessarily have like the best talent but i was always the kid like diving on the floor or sprinting down the court or getting back on defense like i was always giving my like i was always given 110 percent like even though i might not have had like all the talent there so um that which you know sometimes outweighed those that were talented well, when you look at when you look at a lot of programs that you know, whether it's in high school, college, professional, uh, any program that has any amount of success, when you look down their roster, you know, those are the guy those those uh, guys and gals that are on that team. Uh, you would you would say you would ask them, "Do you know your role?" And a lot of them would say, "Yes, I know exactly what's asked of me, what I need to do to help this team be successful." So, um, you know, it sounds like Matt, you knew exactly what you could hone in on what your ability, you know, what your, uh, like you said, you were scrappy, you were the guy getting on the, on the floor and teams need that. Every, I think every team, uh, needs those types of players because 
it balances everything out and ultimately um, you end up kind of separating yourself amongst other teams that, you know, maybe that don't have that. So uh, I think that's great. So as you kind of think back on, you know, just in a general sense of everything that you've done um, from, an, from an athletic standpoint, uh, what would you say your biggest failure was and how did you learn from that? Yeah, so um, I think when I was, you know, competing in athletics, like I think there was, um, I, I want to say there were two things. Uh, one was... Uh, one was in basketball. I'll give one for basketball and cross country. But uh, in basketball, I think one I remember I was working. I, I didn't really I didn't take basketball too seriously when I was like a freshman and sophomore. Um, but I really fell in love with it junior senior year. Uh, and so when I was I think I was like a little late to um, like I said train for it and things like that. Like I wasn't sure. putting in a lot of the time in my um, early youth or early high school days. But then you know that junior senior year I was really like going hard in the summers, really practicing, like, uh, really putting in my effort. And, uh, I think something I learned though, is I remember I thought I had gotten really good over like a summer. And I remember like, I didn't have an expectation to meet or to make it on the varsity level mm -hmm. at, uh, at the beginning of the season. Like I was going to try for it. Um, but I didn't have an expectation for that, but I did set an expectation for myself. I did set an expectation that I would make the tournament team. Like at the end of the season, I would be on the team. Like, and I almost thought in my head, I'm like, oh, it's a given. Like, it's, it, I 100% have it. Like, I'm, my skills there, I got it. And um, that year came around, and I didn't make it on varsity, even on, like, the, uh, on the, tournament, on the tournament team, like, at the end of the year. And so I think in my mind, I, that, a learning point for that, like, it was a huge crusher for me, and it was a huge failure. And I wanted to, like, point fingers and be like, oh, the coach sucks, or oh, he has favorites, or oh, like, but at the end of the day, I, I just really had to be, you know, I had to put the blame on me. Like, I was like, oh, I'm good enough now. And yeah, I still worked hard, but I did maybe, I was still maybe satisfied. And so I was just like, oh, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good here. I'll, I'll give my effort to be where I am. But I didn't really just like keep pushing myself because I thought I was at that level. Right. And so when it didn't happen, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, and that, so I learned that, you know, you can never just be satisfied. You always got to, and, and you don't want to just like expect something. You really, really have to try and make it work. Um, so that was, that was one thing for, for basketball. And then for, for cross country, I remember my senior year, um, I, uh, to, nobody had ever placed all state, um, which was the top 15 at, at the state meet in cross country. And so uh, no, no male had ever done that at our school. And so uh, I wanted to be the first one. And so I remember like the polls and stuff had me like finishing in the fifties and I was like, Oh, I like want to prove I'm wrong or whatever. And mm -hmm. I wanted to try and get in the fifth in up there. And I ended up placing, um, I ended up placing 17th. So I was like too short and, uh, which, which was a bummer, you know, but, uh, right. I remember like, I was so, I was so disappointed in myself. Uh, and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like if I, I don't know, was it, was it, I had an off day? Like, was I, could I have worked harder and things like that? And I honestly like ran a really good time and I had myself a really good race. I just didn't, uh, I just didn't get, um, in the top 15. And so I think the lesson I learned from that though, is that no matter what you go through, good or bad, like you have to, you always have to keep your head up. Like, because that, that I remember 
I was like, hey, it's not the end of the world. Like, I didn't place in the top 15. Like, my my life's not over. Like, I can, you know, it was senior year, so it's like, oh, I don't get that opportunity again. But there's going to be new challenges, and there's going to be new ups and downs. But, you know, it's some people – some people cross the finish line first. Some people cross it last. Some people make the buzzer, pe- buzzer beaters. Some people miss it. You know, it's just at the end of the day, you have to just keep moving on, I suppose. I think the 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 biggest thing, you know, and, and agreeing with a lot what you said too, Matt, and just to kind of go off of that, I think some of the best athletes in the world are very comfortable with the idea that whatever happens, happens. You know, you, you put in yep. as much time and you prepare as much as you can and ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, you can practice a, a jump shot a thousand times. You could do it in your sleep. And if that one time, you know, at, like you said, a, at the end of a game or whatever, and that shot didn't go in, I think most athletes would agree that you're you're never satisfied, but you can live with the result knowing that you put everything you possibly could to prepare for that moment. It just didn't happen, you know. And, exactly. And yeah. guys that, you know, guys that, whether it's you know losing a Super Bowl, missing a, a a game, you know Game Seven, winning Finals shot, or you know bottom of the ninth World Series, you know type situations, you know they'll they'll say in a heartbeat, yeah, I would love to have a do over, but I knew how much I prepared, I knew how much you know I had put in to to get myself in that position, and it just didn't happen. So there's something to be said about that. You know you can, yes, I, I would say that you know, and even for me, for anybody. There's a sense of failure, but there's a sense of, of, of kind of just humility to the whole situation. You're like, well, it is what it is. You know, the only thing I can do now is, like you said, continue to get better and, and try and, um, you know, change the result if you can, if you ever have an opportunity to. So I think that's, that's great stuff, Matt. So you and I ended, you ended up going to NDSU like I did here in Fargo, uh, North Dakota, for those who aren't familiar with the area. Um, what drew you to NDSU, and was it was it uh, a school that you had looked at before, or was you know kind of just in in short tell us how you ended up at NDSU? Yeah, so after high school, I just knew I wanted to go out of state. Um, but you know, if I go too far, then if I go too far, then you gotta deal with a lot of out of state tuition and a bunch of those big bills. So being from Montana, I uh, toured. Uh, couple colleges in North Dakota and a couple in uh, Minnesota and I thought NDSU had the best campus and I liked it the most and uh, I I you know thought it had a cool athletic program and I liked how it had the sport management program pretty laid out and so I took the jump in and went there um, honestly I really just wanted to go out of state and get out of my comfort zone because most of my friends went you know two hours away or went to the same school and I just didn't want to be in that high school atmosphere anymore. I really just wanted to branch out, meet new people, step out of my comfort zone and just like um, get some new experience in. And, and I, it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Like it was great just meeting all sorts of different people and getting the experience I did. And it led me to, to where I am now. That's, that's pretty much the big reason why I chose NDSU was I thought it would, you know, it was all laid out really well, had a good uh, sport management program. It seemed like, and uh, I love the town of Fargo as well. So did you have to deal with a lot of uh, trash talking with your Montana friends um, that, you know, when we would play Montana in, in football or what, you know, was there always some trash talking that would that would occur? 
Oh, absolutely. All the time. Because every single year they would always be like, oh, this is the year Montana. Montana's going to be good this year. Oh, they're going to be really good. <laughs> oh, they have this, this star tight end or they have this really good linebacker or something. You know, every single year they said that they had, you know, a Tom Brady on their team. And I was just like, okay, I'm sure. <laughs> and then we would always just stomp them. And it made me feel so good because then I would always just... I would always just smack talk. I might send like what they would quote unquote say and things like that. And it was always just super funny. Cause I think, I do think that Montana did win like one time though. I think it was, I think it was like my freshman year, like the first game Montana won. Yeah. And I, I was like, I was like, Oh no. Yeah. I remember, I remember that game very vividly. I was at, I was actually at home, uh, with spending time with, with my wife's, uh, my wife's family. And, uh, that was Carson Wentz's, I believe, the I don't I think that was the year that he ended up actually breaking his wrist um later in the yeah, year it was so yep. and I remember that you know I was I was talking a big game to all my all uh, you know family and and uh oh NDSU's got this I wasn't even really like paying too much to the game you know we were we were like outside grilling or whatever and I'm like ah it'll be fine it'll probably be a blowout and I somebody comes and gets me and they're like uh you better come watch this this is a lot closer than than I think you thought it would be, and, and sure enough, the, uh, Montana ended up squeaking it out in the end. But hey, we ended up getting the ring, so I mean, uh, you oh, know, exactly. I'll take the trade off, I guess. A little shade to the 100%. to anybody out in Montana, but no, it's all it's all it's all good. Um, so you know, you get you 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 decide on NDSU, like you said, you wanted to get outside of your comfort zone. Um, you said the program, uh, and I just want to touch a little bit on this before we um get into what you are. Uh, doing now and and uh, what you ended up doing in Bismarck um, what part about the sport management program um, did you like the most and what were some of the uh, maybe some of the jobs slash internship experiences that you did while you were here in Fargo yeah so I, I the thing I really liked about sport management the most was I, I did really enjoy it like most of the students in the program uh, it wasn't like and it wasn't that huge right so you could kind of right. you got to know a lot of each other or like you know you could even if you didn't know someone, you maybe knew their name or like what they looked like or whatever, you know. And, and so everybody, for the most part, knew of each other or knew each other, which I really liked how connected it was. Um, I also liked how it was more focused outside of the classroom than it was in the classroom. I mean, you remember, like, we would sometimes go to class and we would just debate about who's better, LeBron or Michael Jordan, yeah. you know. And, it was, and, like, that was fun. And it wasn't – and, you know, sometimes we got to the logistics of things like that. But I, for the most part, I enjoyed how you had to learn hands-on and get internships and get experience, do some volunteer hours, things like that. I enjoyed that part of it instead of it not being, hey, you have to read these four giant books and you have to take all these different exams. Like for the most part, like the schooling in sport management I thought was easy, but it was just the outside stuff that you had to put the, uh, the extra effort in. Yeah. And so those were the, that, that was my favorite part of the program when it came to uh, like some of the things I did in college, I, I was, I was getting experience left and right. Um, I was pretty active with stuff. I remember I did some refereeing for, um, I think that was my first thing I did. I did some intramural refereeing through NDSU for like intramurals. And then I did at the wellness center. And then I did some refereeing for the West Fargo park district. And then I started working for the Fargo force, the hockey team there in Fargo where I, uh, I first I was doing box office, I was doing some things there, but then I uh, actually went into the pro uh, promotions team and started doing that instead. And then I also worked at the Fargo Dome where I was doing some event services. 
and I was getting experience when people, you know, when concerts came to town, sporting events, um, you know, high school state tournaments, things like that. Uh, I was getting experience there. And then uh, I did two internships in college. I did one in Georgia where I was working for an organization called the Georgia Games, which is basically kind of the Olympics for a certain state where, um, you know, I sport marketed and I was also the warehouse manager where I helped, you know, help uh, all the other interns set up events and check things in and out of the warehouse, organized and things like that, and then also hosted my own sporting event. Uh, And then I also worked for the Bismarck Clark's baseball team uh, where I was a promotional intern and I helped do all kinds of promotions and and set up on-field games, entertain the fans, throw out T-shirts and things like that to bring the ballpark to life. And I think most notably, um, I think your Bismarck Larks, which I want to get more into, and, and, and like you, you know, you touched on that. You've done a lot, which anybody that's has any you know realm of idea of what sport management is, it really is a broad range of things that you can do. There is no you know step A, B, and C. It's it's a lot of um, kind of picking and choosing what you feel like your strengths are and how you would fit um, within a certain. Uh, part of each, you know, uh, event, sport, you know, sporting organization, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. Uh, your time with the Bismarck Larks, which, you know, like I said, in, in what I was able to follow and, and you were constantly um, all over Facebook. And I think uh, um, you, you gained some popularity in the, in the Bismarck area because um, a lot of people knew who you were um, as a, as a promotional uh, event, uh, person, um, just talk to me how that experience, you know, what you kind of learned from it and, and what part about it, uh, you like the most. Uh, you, yeah, I mean, kind of in general, just what, what part about that position, um, you know, really just, I think, I think, you know, and this is going to be kind of our segue into what you're doing now, um, but what you learned from it and how it really just kind of helped you gain a better, uh, I think, uh, more well-rounded within this industry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think, uh, when I was an intern for the Larks, like, and like you touched on, like Blaine, you just touched on, man, you couldn't be more right. Like it's very broad. And and I mean, sport management students normally, unless you absolutely know you want to be, you know, a coach or an athletic director or work in tickets, you know, unless you know that if you, if you don't know what you want to do, you really just got to test the waters. And, and that's what I was doing. I was doing, like I said, I was I did game operations and warehouse management, and then I was in tickets and then promos, and so I fell in love with promos. And so when I was a promotional intern for the Larks, I remember I had uh, like a turn back moment. Like sometimes people have a moment that they can look back to, and they're like, "Yeah, that that I'm doing what I am today because of that moment." You know, mm-hmm. it like motivated them, or it turned a page in their head, or it flipped a switch on. You know, and for me, this was like kind of that flipped uh, switch moment. And I was working for the, the Larks as an intern that summer. And what we, we had this um, giant tooth, this giant inflatable tooth that we would push through the stands. And it just, uh, we'd, we carried on this giant string and we'd guide it over the stands and people would just kind of, you know, graze it along the crowd and they'd kind of hit it as it went by. And uh, I remember this guy who, because it doesn't hit everybody, just kind of hits the lower part of the sure. crowd. 
And uh, this guy from the upper deck comes running down, probably in his like mid forties, comes running down with a big smile on his face and just slaps the tooth and then runs back to, up to his seat. <laughs> and and it just and it was just like super super simple and he was the happiest guy in the world. And I don't know, time like stopped for me and it's so simple. But I remember I saw that guy and how happy he was. And then I saw like I just looked at all the other people and all of them smiling, just hitting this this tooth. This it's just a simple, <laughs> stupid inflatable tooth, you know. <laughs> like they're just smiling and hitting it, and they're just happy for about three to five seconds. And in like they're not thinking about the bad day they had at work, the fight they got into with their significant other, that they were late for the appointment the other day, that you know, just all these all these bad things, all these negative thoughts like that happen in everyday life to people. Nobody was thinking that. They were just happy to touch the tooth. And so in my head, it, it clicked. I was like, man, if I could take that joy that they had there for three to five seconds and I can turn that into a nine inning baseball game. Like I, I'm going to feel so fulfilled if I can make these people smile throughout a whole baseball game and entertain them and make them feel good and make them forget about all the worries and negativities in their everyday life. And so that's, that's really what, what hit me. And that's what I, that's where I wanted to just be basically an entertainer at, at that point right. uh, and, and be in promotions and things like that. And, uh, and so ever since then, you know, I, after, after I had that internships, the Bismarck Larks created a full-time uh, position for me and offered me a job there as the, uh, the director of fun. And, uh, <laughs> and so a pretty unique job title, but yeah, I basically, after, after I graduated from NDSU, I, I went there and I handled, I basically took all that on as a whole and I was able to create on-field games and really make the ballpark feel like an amusement park. And we, you know, do things where we try to entertain the fans every moment of since they parked their car, from when they parked their car to standing in line, to walking in the gate, to finding their seat, to using the restroom, to grabbing the ballpark hot dog, just everything. Try to entertain them and, and bring that ballpark to life. And and it was, it was a lot of fun and I learned so much. I honestly would like to say that I learned more working there my first year than I did all through college, like hands down. Yeah, yeah. So. and you'll find, you know, and that's such a great story. And I think anybody that is familiar with uh, with working in, in sports and, and why, you know, kind of outside of the, the athletic director and, and, and coaching, and there's, there's certain gratifications that come with those positions, but there is something to be said about, um, you know, like you said, your, your job is to create an atmosphere that people want to be there, you know, that they, they want to come to these games and, and take time out of their, their busy, busy lives and spend that, you know, extra dollar on a few tickets and all these different things. And so to be able to, to have that sense of, of accomplishment and feel and, and satisfaction from what you're doing. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. It doesn't really matter uh, what you're getting paid or, you know, that doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's, it's seen, like you said, that, that person's, you know, grinning ear to ear. So that's great stuff, Matt. Um, to, to kind of, uh, uh, now I want to get into what you're doing now. And this is kind of the, um, crazy, uh, crazy, like just adventure that you are on. Um, so I want you to just kind of tell, tell my audience, uh, in, in short of what you're doing now, how it came about and how are things are going? Yeah, for sure, man. Well, um, so yeah, uh, when uh when quarantine first hit and uh basically yeah when when quarantine first hit and COVID first hit the u.s and everybody was 
at home working and nobody really knew what was going on. Like I was still working for the baseball team. And, uh, you know, once I was working, once I was stuck at home working, uh, you know, it, the weekends hit and everything's closed and I'm just sitting there bored. And I hopped on the dating app Tinder, uh, (laughs) and, and I saw a notification pop up that said, you can place your location anywhere in the U S for free, you know? And I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And so me, uh, being the single guy that I am, I, I start, you know, being in North Dakota, I start placing my location in the, you know, the areas where I think all the, all the ladies are, you know, <laughs> LA and New York and Boston and, and all those places. Right. And, uh, once I started getting some matches, I just didn't really, I didn't really, uh, know what the point of it was. I was like, Oh, I can't, you know, ask these girls to dinner, have a drink, anything like that. And so I, if for some reason it just clicked in my head and I was like, what if I tried to go on a virtual date with a girl in every single state? And so from there, I created what's now called 50 Dates, 50 States, and I currently am traveling the U.S. going on a date with a different girl in every single state. So that is that is kind of how that all blossomed and came into and came into effect. And so that's that's how it all basically started. And after I went on a virtual date with a girl in every single state, I you know I didn't know what I was doing in the beginning. I was just kind of throwing out content and trying things out. I was no social media expert um, besides like the very basics. But once I was able to kind of find my rhythm and and get some traction online, that's when I decided to take it on the road and go meet them all in person. So that is where I'm at now. That's kind of how it got started. So and and that was the you know from watching this from afar, uh, it's an ingenious idea. I mean, really, uh, there no one that I you know at the time or now or uh, was doing anything like this and. Um, I just thought it was such a unique way and a such a cool spin on a really, you know, kind of bad situation, you know, with, with the, the, the COVID situation. People weren't, you know, people were out of jobs and, you know, there was a lot of things that uh, just wasn't great about the situation. And for you to kind of put this spin on, you know, hey, this is this is a situation that nobody ever envisioned being in nobody thought you know we would live in a world um at that time you know in a world like that and for you to kind of put this this unique spin on on virtual dating you know and um i thought it was really cool and i you know and obviously you kind of blew up there and you still are i mean it's it's the the notoriety of of who you are and what and and your you know like you said this this embarkment of of traveling all over the countryside to go on these dates. Um, it's really, it is really remarkable to see how that's taken off. And so just kind of to, to help our audience kind of wrap their head around. Um, so you're going on a date with, with every person that you met virtually. Is that the, is that the, what's happening or have you had to, has that, you know, have you had to change the dates or something just because of scheduling or, yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh it's a it's a little bit of both. You hit the nail on the head, and I appreciate the compliments. Thank you, Blaine. Um, uh, but yeah, I I basically am going and meeting all the girls that I went on a virtual date with. But then there are a couple due to you know scheduling, bad timing, them getting boyfriends, uh, you know, just a handful of things like that uh, where I've had to get new dates. And so I'd probably say uh, I still have about forty that I went on the virtual dates with that I've met or that I like will probably meet in total in person uh, with 10 being, you know, 
uh, new ones and fill-ins and things like that. So that's that, if, if that helped answer that question. Well, so that that's it. Just is it's, uh, and I have to ask. You said you know whether a girl get gets a boyfriend. Have you had dates with a girl that does have a boyfriend that is cool with you know going on a, a virtual date to kind of. Like you said, this is something that you're doing to to kind of see if it can be done, you know. And have you had any uh, situations like that? Yes, I you know I told uh, at the time when I went on a virtual date with a girl in every state, they were all single, things like that. Um, but uh, I did tell them when I announced that I was going to go see them all in person because I got them all in a Zoom chat, all fifty of them, and that was very nerve wracking. That was honestly one of the most nervous moments I've ever been in my life. <laughs> is is having this zoom chat full of 50 women and me just like talking to them i was like oh my goodness <laughs> and uh but uh, when i announced to them that i was going to come meet them all in person basically uh i told them that you know i don't want to have me have me or this project put a hold on their social life and so if they get boyfriends if they do things like that like I'd be more than happy to still go on the date with them because for me, it's more of just a friendship thing. It's not me, you know, it's not Matt's love adventure. Uh, I know a lot of my followers and fans try to turn it into that. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I I told them that by all means it would be okay. And some of them I have gone on dates with that have had boyfriends and their boyfriends were completely chill with it. Like, you know, they, they, they see my content, they follow me, they're supportive, things like that. Others have dropped because they've got boyfriends. You know, things might be a little sure. more serious or, you know, it just, you know, different relationships have different uh, motives and things like that. And and so um, it's been, you know, here and there. But, yeah, so some of them I have, some of them, uh, some of them have had boyfriends, some of them haven't. But for the most part, most of them haven't. Well, and that's, you know, and, and like you said, every relationship has a different dynamic. And um, so you certainly aren't, doing this alone uh i would imagine you have a a, a an incredible team that you've assembled and is backing you um as you go uh all over the all over the place um just kind of shortly matt talk, you know um how do you build these schedules you know how do you plan for, you know which state you'll be in and and which date you'll be going on yeah so i mean for the most part i do i do everything uh on my own uh I do have I do have a couple people that have that have helped me tremendously on some behind the scenes stuff. Uh, those um, two of my buddies from back home in high school, uh, Wyatt and Alex, uh, they uh, great friends of mine. And Wyatt, uh, he actually started the trip with me, and he was with me for about ten states where he was helping film. And so he was basically following me um, with his with his camera, and you know we were while I was on my dates and things like that. And that was really that was nice. Uh, you know, so I didn't have to worry about it, things like that. Um, when we got through about 10 states, he had some responsibilities he really had to take care of back home. And so he had to go back and I had to just continue on from there. Um, my friend Alex, he really helped me. Um, he is a very smart kid and he builds incredible websites. And so he helped me build my 50 Days, 50 States website. Um, and so he helped put that all together and build a blueprint of that while I, you know, and I kind of gave him a vision on how to make it, the color codes and things like that. And then I went in and plugged in all the information, um, you know, on bios and pictures and, and, and linking uh, certain links and stuff like that. And then the other person that's helped me is my sister. She's a really good graphic designer. And so she has helped me make a couple different graphics and merchandise designs when I put those out. And she helped make my uh, logo and, and stuff like that. That's now on my truck. And 
it's you know i plastered on my social media and it's it's been seen on news outlets things like that so she helped design that and so those just a little tedious behind things uh behind the scenes stuff uh they have really helped out and i i couldn't thank them enough and so that they've been a really big big part of this journey and then everything else is is basically on me when it comes to scheduling uh, organizing and filming and creating content and editing and sponsors and all that good jazz that's a whole that's a whole other monster i suppose <laughs> sure and and um i think it's it, it the fact that you you know like you said you kind of started off with a, a gentleman that was coming with you and and that um now it's it's pretty much you i think it's it's amazing that you've been able to keep up the pace in which i've seen you post you know your dates and and how how you are really you know going from state to state and 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 getting in each date because you know there's a lot of things that can kind of derail uh a, a, a thing like this you know it, it's there's a lot of external factors that can come into play but uh from from what i've seen and everything that you, you that i've uh, paid attention to you you seem to be managing um all of it just awesomely so that's that's a credit to you and i know you matt and i know how uh you you kind of operate and so i'm not surprised but uh uh, I figured it's it's worth mentioning. Um, just before we kind of wrap up here, uh, just tell us what state you're in, and uh, and where where will you eventually? Where will the last date take place? Yeah, for sure. Well, again, man, I appreciate, you know, all the, all the compliments and things like that. I, I know you've been a supporter of it, so I appreciate that. Uh, and so right now I'm in state, I'm in West Virginia and I'll head to Ohio tomorrow. Um, and so I just wrapped up date 36 here in West Virginia a couple days ago, and I will have date 37 in Ohio on Sunday. And so I have 14, uh, dates slash states left, which it's coming down to it. I swear I was just, I just hit halfway, but now uh now i'm wrapping it all up and uh when i get back i since i'm from montana i really want montana to be my last state so when i get back i'd like to go to alaska and hawaii and then i would like montana to be state 50 um so that's that's what my plan is as of now if things change then i would maybe make like hawaii my last one uh just depends on you know schedule timing stuff like that uh, or or Alaska too. So one of those three states, I'm hoping and planning for it to be Montana for state 50 and kind of have like a homecoming and a celebration at the end. Um, but yeah, that's, that is my plan. And I should be done with that. I think that second week of June, I think I should be complete. Oh, wow. So you're, you're, uh, you're just trucking along. I mean, literally and figuratively. Uh, so I, I, <laughs> I expected it to be a little bit further out before you would get everything uh, you know, each date uh, checked off your list, but you're planning on um, really getting everything accomplished before the really the start of the summer. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, basically, and uh, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of doing how I'm finishing out as kind of like what I started. I started and I was basically on a date travel schedule, so I was doing date travel, date travel, date travel, and then in the middle, I or after doing that for a while, I just knew that that was really tough to do because I had to build in some work days and some extra time just so I can get some, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff done, get caught up on content, uh, instead of just driving and then going on dates. Right. And so, um, in the middle there, I, I kind of, I spent more time in areas and took my time to like sightsee a little bit and stuff like that. 
And then now at the end here, I'm I'm going back to that date travel, date travel schedule for the most part, depending on, you know, everybody's schedules and timelines. But uh, so, yeah, it should be this. I have all my dates lined up from now until I think the end of May and then until, yeah, until uh, Memorial Day weekend where I'll be in Minnesota. And then I still have to I just have to schedule my my last four being uh, North Dakota, Montana, Hawaii and Alaska. Well, just speaking from personal experience, my wife and I went to uh, Hawaii for our honeymoon. Um, oh, that's awesome. So if I was you, you know, if, if you want to take any two cents from me, I would make Hawaii your last stop. But um, <laughs> All right. it, this time of year, this time of year around here is not so bad. The summers are actually pretty nice. So wherever you end up, Matt, uh, I'm sure it'll be a, a great experience and, a, and really a, a life changing uh, thing to look back and, and reflect on. And, and I don't know if, if you have been thinking this far out ahead, is there anything that's, that you're planning, uh, after this is all done? Yeah. And, uh, you know, after this is all done, there's, it, it's, you know, there's a couple routes it could take. Uh, there's one route, which is, you know, pretty wild where it could, you know, there is a potential, it could become some sort of a reality TV show. I've talked with a handful of different producers, uh, in, California and New York areas and things like that and uh you know if something works out in the end where I'm able to you know one of those connections I've made is able to you know uh jump through a certain hoop and and get that slam dunk I guess and it's it's sold to a network or uh something like that then there is a possibility that this could be uh, a tv show of some sort or on a high platform which would be pretty sweet um but then on the other side of things it's basically because for me, I don't, you know, expect that or ever bank on that and things like that. And so for me, I just want to continue to build this brand. Uh, I've gone through, I like to call this season one, and uh, I've laid the foundation. And so now I just want to try and build on top of it and continue to grow the 50 Days of States brand. So I would like to just um, create a season two, basically, where, uh, you know, I have like a uh, recruitment process and applications where people apply to be the bachelor basically sure. that travels around everywhere and then also all the dates in each state applying and things like that and so basically applications from all across the u.s people wanting to be part of this and then you know i go through the whole list whole agendas and line things out and um, since like i said i have a, a season under my belt and i know how it went uh, i know the things that went well i know the things that didn't and i know what i can grow and build on top of. And so I think uh, it would be really cool to do it all again and uh, for season two, but in uh, a different way. Well, it sounds like, and it's, and you, like you said, you've, you've prepared, you, you understand the, the dynamics of, of, you know, where this thing could potentially lead to you. And so uh, that sounds, that sounds all just incredible. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, but um, I, uh, want to thank you matt for for explaining that to us and uh that's all i have for you today i, I tried not to drill you with too many questions and uh put you on the spot too much but i had to have you on the show just because of uh of our of our connection and then just because of how unique uh of uh of this adventure that you're on right now i'm like i gotta talk to him and and get more insight on this so uh that's all i have for you today matt i want to i want to thank you again for being here um, just quickly before I, before I let you go, you guys can keep following my show at, uh, all about athletics, uh, all about athletics podcast.com, uh, check out Facebook. Also, uh, I will link, uh, Matt's, uh, 50 dates, 50 States, uh, socials and everything when I get this, uh, released to everybody. And, uh, Matt, any, any last, uh, 
comments? Yeah, man. No, I just want to say, I just want to say thanks again for, you know, reaching out and having me on. I love reconnecting with old friends and being on podcasts and things like that, just to talk and, and touch base and stuff like that. So I really appreciate you having me on. It's always good to talk with an old friend and whatnot. And, um, you know, on just kind of another note, man, I, I remember when I was on this, when I was on this trip, uh, when my buddy was with me, we were talking in the car and I remember I asked him, I said, I said, is there, do you have any friends that you look at or like, is there any people that you like to like follow, like not celebrities, stuff like that, but just your friends, you know, Mm. um, that you like to see what they're doing and see what they're, um, up to and keep up to date on them and things like that. And he he named a couple then I named a couple and, and one of them I named was you because I think it's just, I think it's just fascinating how you're always just looking at different things to do and you're doing podcasts and you're working your full-time job and you were writing books and like it's just and i remember i bought your book and i thought it was just so cool like i thought that was so sweet like at such a young age too man like you're you're killing it you're crushing it and so to me from an outside perspective not only as your friend but just as a fan i'm like that's really cool all the things you're doing at such a young age and um super happy and super proud of you so i um i i commend you for that and i think i think it's awesome and uh, you know, I, I appreciate you having me on this podcast. I'm excited to, to listen to it all and things like that. And I'll make sure I include it on my website and, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll chat soon. Hey man. Well, I pre- like, I, I appreciate the kind words and, you know, I, I, I've always said that, uh, life's too short, you know, which is cliche, but I always, the, the motivation for doing all these different things is no matter how crazy and busy life gets, it's like, I never want to look back and think, you know, what if, or, you know, what that, what would that have been like? Or, you know, and I think you and I are taking a page out of that, out of that book, uh, quote unquote, you know, and, and, uh, I think when, when we both look back, we'll be, we'll be satisfied that we did something different, a little bit against the grain. And you feel like when you're further down the road, you can be more at peace with where you are at that time. Cause you like, you said, I, I did all of this and, I feel really great about it. So, and I know you will. And and uh, again, thanks for being here. And and safe travels. There's a, it's a. You're doing a lot of traveling, so stay safe out there. And and uh, get back to get back to the Midwest in one piece. Oh, absolutely, man. I I will. And I guess uh, two two more quick things I wanted to add is one. I apologize for me being, you know, at, at the Dairy Queen. And so if you hear a couple a couple orders being placed or some blizzards going, I apologize. Um, uh, and then the other thing is, I forgot, Blaine, you, and for everybody listening, you were the first, like, you were the first person who gave me my first merch. My my first merchandise yeah, yeah. of 50 Days, 50 States, you, you created my hoodie. I mean, I gave you my logo and you got it all squared away and, and you got that to me. So that was, you were the, you were a pivotal piece, my friend. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to leave my, uh, my imprint somewhere. So I, I figured what's the best way he'll put on this sweatshirt. He'll wear, he'll wear it all over the countryside and I can feel good about, uh, being a little, uh, part of that. So it's good stuff, Matt. Hey, absolutely, man. No, I appreciate it. And like I said, take care, keep, keep winning, keep striving. And, uh, like, uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll chat soon, man. Hey, sounds good. Uh, like, like I said, stay safe and uh, we'll catch up soon. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. See you, Blaine. See ya.